When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there, good afternoon. Lori and Julia show. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I was... T- I was laughing over here because after Holly's last story in the Dirt Alert update, there's a little pause, and you just hear Lori off mic go, I know it. You're completely not interested. I'm sorry to start this. All right, let's uh, congratulate uh, another winner of an Amazon Echo Spot. That is uh, Jennifer Thomas of Maple Grove. She'll be enjoying that. We'll give away another one tomorrow, of course. And uh, every day, weekday in the month of April, if you'd like to win one for yourself, all you do is download or update the uh, the MyTalk app. The new MyTalk app is fabulous. Register with listener rewards, and who knows, we might be uh, announcing your name in the morning on the Jason and Alexis show. It's such Thank a you. good deal. Yeah, well, that's a great app. I mean, that's so much easier now. To oh, our app yeah. online is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing because you can listen right then and there. I mean, it, I couldn't figure out how to stream before, like on a computer or anything, our mm-hmm. shows. My mom knows how to stream. Yeah, I couldn't so. figure it out. So well, I love this app. You're, it's all streaming out of your mouth. What do you need to Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to listen to the other shows. I know, I know. I listen all day. It's, well, it's nice like when you're traveling. Yeah, you I really listen all the time. Okay, so last night giving us great couch was Emily Blunt was on with Seth Meyers. And of course, uh, John Krasinski was on another couch and she was on this couch because they're doing double duty. She is starring in a movie he... That you are so obsessed, obsessed with. with. He co-wrote it. He directed it. John Krasinski. Of course, we know him from The Office. But here's the headline um, on one site today. A Quiet Place, which is the name of the movie, it opens Friday night, is a sound... Proofed nightmare. When are you going? Wow. What day are you going before Maybe all the Friday hype goes night. away? Maybe Friday night. They sh- they said it really uses a horror suspense setup to deliver crushing family drama, but it excels. It excels at being a psychological suspense. Lori, you're thriller. so excited mm. about getting scared. Well, you really, I do love it. You, we've talked about this I movie love for a, a month. Good, I love a good psychological suspenser in a movie and a book. Me too. Oh my gosh. I, I do. We got another new book the other day. Yeah. So should we hear from Emily Blunt? Because there's Cause she's a so lot, delightful. A lot to get to. And right. her sister's married to Stanley Tucci. That That's comes great. up in the interview. Oh, it does? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, here we go. 
Yeah. So this is the first time uh, you and John have worked together. Yeah. I'm assuming people have tried to get you to do things in the past. Well, they have, but we've sort of been offered every romantic comedy under the sun. But no one wants to see John and I kind of meeting in a film. Like, we, right. people wouldn't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm Meredith. And like, hey, I'm, I'm Paul. You know, it's like, it's never going <laughs> to... Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> that's how all romantic comedies go, guys. Yeah, that's there's how, usually, there's always a Paul. It's like a template. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but this horror film that he, so he directed, he co-wrote it. Yeah. And he's a show-off. He's a show-off. He really is. And yeah. he's wonderful in it. Kind of a was this a, yeah, Was this a case <laughs> of him trying to get you to do it, you trying to get him to put you in it, or did you immediately um, both agree to it? You know, we've always sort of been protective of each other's projects. And, um, in this case, he got sent the script and I had just had our second child, like literally just had our second child, silently. <laughs> and, um, and I was about to do Mary Poppins, so I wasn't in the sort of headspace of like horrific horror movie. And, um, but then he wrote it and then I read it and I just loved it. So this was the one. I just thought the concept was so ambitious, so unique. It was sort of bigger than the fact that we're a married couple in a movie together. It's you know? incredibly... Um uh, tightly plotted. Yeah. It's a really efficient film in that there's this really great premise, and I feel like it's played out beautifully. Thank you. Uh, and terrifyingly, Good. I feel like to call it—it's so beautiful. Um, <laughs> but kind of was, when you once you decided to do it, was he all in on the idea? Oh, he was so excited. Great. You know? And I was awkward about. I was like, "Would you ever want me to do this movie? <laughs> or, would, or would that be weird?" Or I was like, "I mean, you don't have to say yes." <laughs> and he was really happy. Okay, can I tell you something? Yeah. First of all, she's got a massive sore throat yes. from all the pl publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that we've always been protective uh, protective of each other's project. What came to mind was Channum mm -hmm. and Jenna, da whatever. Jenna Dewan Tatum. And that, um, you know, not sharing projects. Because if you're just joining us, Lori has sworn that the reason they broke up is because Jenna never gave her jobs. <laughs> Well, it's just one of the reasons. Why not His star Channum? was shining, and he never threw anything her way. I don't know if we're going to read anything about any side pieces. Channum, I'm looking at you. If oh. that's going to come out, it doesn't seem like it, but who knows? Who we're, knows? We were behind on all the blinds about Justin Thoreau. Yes, we were. And there had been for a whole solid year. I know. About about him. So So we'll see. And as someone pointed out on Twitter, they said not everyone wants to have more kids. Yeah, more than one. But right. I'm just saying that just being clear-eyed about just how often these sorts of things, I don't believe Channum is an only child. Oh, I... I you know, yeah. I think he's got siblings and stuff. Usually people who are, I mean, it's just, I don't know, to have being an only child is... You know, it's the, I don't know, I think it's kind of lonesome. And every only child I've ever known always has wished that they had a sibling. A sibling. Okay. I All mean, right. it just is. You're, I mean, you're more precocious and you're. How did these two ever meet John Krakowski and. and well, we're going to get oh, that. Okay. Later, Obviously, later, you didn't yes. see any of this interview. You're hearing it all fresh right I now, am. like everybody else. I am. Okay. Well, we're going to get to that. Okay. Find out how they. Did they meet cute or not? Let's play the next one. Obviously, he spent a lot of time uh, working on the script, co writing it. Are you a good person to bounce ideas off? Well, he's. I mean, I thought I was. And then he, like, informed me that I had, like, a resting bitch face. Wasn't oh. aware that. Uh, <laughs> That was a thing I, I understand as a hashtag or something, but um, yeah, I, I had heard it from a couple of directors that I'm very impassive when you're pitching me an idea, and his, his impersonation of me is when he's enthusiastically pitching me an idea that I just go like this. 
<laughs> and nod strangely quickly, like sort of crunching the numbers on whether I liked it or not. I should say that is not an accurate reaction to a single thing that happens in this film. Like, there's not a single scare where you're like, uh huh, okay. You're like, on. okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And now he wants to know because Seth, I think he's a pretty good interviewer. I love he does him. a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's got a two year old and a four year old. Right. So okay. Here's a story about her four year old. You, uh, your girls are four and two. Is they're that? They're four and two. And now I'm assuming they're not going to see this film, but have they seen you on film? And how do they react when they My see you? My daughters in general loathe to see me on screen. <laughs> in general, you yeah. know. Um, I know when I was doing Mary Poppins, I'd even FaceTime my daughter and she'd be like, take that silly old Mary Poppins wig off. (laughs) She was like, I like your blonde hair. (laughs) That's lovely. But actually we we were having a Super Bowl party and the trailer for Quiet Place came on, which is terrifying. Yes. And Hazel sort of wandered in with a hot dog in hand and she just goes there, she goes, whoa. (laughs) That's you, mummy. And I was like, yeah. And then, and then there was the bit where I scream. I don't know if anyone's seen the trailer, but I'm literally like, ah, at the end of the trailer. And she, you could see her brain exploding. And, but instead she went, huh, cool. <laughs> and then like walked out and never talked about it again. Well, that's, um, that's the key to parenting is when traumatic yeah. thing happens, just don't let them deal it. on it on their own. Listen, yeah. that's how I was raised. That's like the British way. That's the British way. They know something painful's happened to you. Give it 10 years. Sweep it under the carpet. Yes. <laughs> I love that they've, I always forget they named their daughter Hazel. It gives me hope for Mabel. It just is such a great name. (laughs) Okay, and then Seth asked about the rumor about the Devil Wears Prada. Okay. This is your third film with uh, Meryl Streep, Devil Wears Prada. It's like, get your own movie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Thank you for saying that. Because stalker. Yeah, and we always play people who sort of loathe each other in the films that we do. Is there there truth to the rumor that Devil Wears Prada, there might be another uh, Devil Wears Prada? I mean, I love it yeah because you know stanley tucci is my brother-in-law i did know that yeah. stanley tucci was your brother-in-law he like wormed his way into the family but he wasn't during the first devil Where- no so we met on the first movie i'm talking about like there is another movie we <laughs> yeah. met on the first devil with brother um and i just loved him so much so he was at our wedding and then met my sister that's unbelievable i know and they've been married for a while now right they've been married i don't even know how long wow. too long too long yeah <laughs> He met her like a year after his wife had died of cancer. Yes. Yeah. Emily yes. sister. So, uh, and then here's the uh, meet cute story right. about John Krasinski. And when you met uh, John, yeah. he was already on The Office, yes? He was, yeah. And were you aware of that show when you met him? I was sort him? of aware that he was vaguely recognizable, but I was a huge... That's so romantic. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> sort of like blurrily familiar, yeah. Um, but I, I was a big fan of the British office. Uh-huh. Um, That's what people in the American office love to hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I sort of binge watched the American office. Gotcha. And loved it. When, when, how did, and how did you guys meet? If you, so you, it's like kind of a sad, lame story, you know. Not sad, but it's just kind of lame. I mean, we were, I was in a restaurant. He was in the restaurant. Yeah. I was sitting with a mutual friend. This is our romantic comedy. This is it. This is Write it. it. <laughs> this is Paul and Meredith. And my friend Gray goes, um... Oh my God, there's my friend John. And that was it. Oh, really? Yeah. And he just came over to the table, did Guys, he? Guys, it's golden. It's cinema it gold. It is really good. You have to do it, did yeah. he, I'm sorry to ask for the logistics of this, did he then come over and eat his meal with you? Or? No, he just, um, he was actually sitting with our friend Justin Thoreau. Okay. And ah. then uh, he <laughs> abandoned Justin and came over to 
come and talk to us. He did not eat. He just stood there and made me laugh. And <laughs> yeah. There you go. And it's worked out. <laughs> he just did a bit. <laughs> and all these years later. And did you know right away? I'm sorry to dig in here. I kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. No way. Am I speaking to Us Weekly? One time. <laughs> Look, um, I love you. I just want to make it clear that you guys as stars are just like us. I know. That's, I am. Yeah. <laughs> just like you guys. Yeah. God, I love her. I know. And you know, looking, <laughs> we found out John Krasinski's like 6'4". Oh yeah, he's yeah. super tall. I'm sure she just looked up and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're handsome. Because in Hollywood, there's so many tiny men. Oh, I know there are. We've met many of them. Yeah. Now, Justin Thoreau, did you hear our friend Justin Thoreau? That just bothered me. I know, but she knows. I mean, she... She lives in she, New York. Well, and she and Justin, of course, they did Girl on a Train. That was yeah, years later. So anyway, just kind of a little mm-hmm. story for you, Jules. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. Kiss. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Well, hi, girls. How are you? You are good. How are you, honey? I'm doing well. I have a little bit of fun um, Minnesota news. We all know and love Nate Burkus, you know, designer to the stars. Yes. Oprah's uh, right-hand guy. And he and Jeremiah Brent, they now have a second baby. Uh, baby Oscar Brent Burkus was born last week, and he is named after Nate Burkus's late partner, Fernando who died in the tsunami in Sri Lanka. Oh, remember that? I forgot about that too. was Oscar. Uh, And I think this is really sweet. You know, what I love about this is this kind of conversation of finding love after loss and still being able to love the person that you loved that you lost in that new relationship. And uh, here's what Jeremiah Brent had to say. He said, we have always honored Fernando's memory in our relationship. He is a part of our love story. It's such an important chapter in Nate's life. So the idea that we can honor his memory in a beautiful way was exciting to us. And Nate Burkus said that the idea to um, name the baby and incorporate one of Fernando's names into the new baby's name uh, was actually Jeremiah Brent's idea. They have three-year-old Poppy together. I mean, who's just oh, that sick, is the cutest cute. name, Poppy. And then, um, and then they now have their new little Oscar. That's sweet. And Jeremiah said she has photos of him, and she'll know the whole story. We both believe that the good stuff and the bad stuff is what really defines us. The kids will know both of our stories, where their names came from, and why. That's sweet. I know. That's sweet. Whole we haven't had we so haven't sad. had baby news from you in a while, Elizabeth. I know that, that came out of left field. Well, really, I just gave you Lori, something good. Lori yeah. didn't roll her eyes at all. That no. was a good one. <laughs> that was, I didn't. I that only, was a good one. I only rolled them halfway up and then back down. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't go all the way around. That's as good as I can expect. Yeah. With we used baby to news. give you so much crap because every time you come in, it was baby news and Mary engagement news. You guys, I can't. I don't make up the dirt. I just <laughs> deliver it, <laughs> and I do editorially choose it. <laughs> I know. I was just laughing so hard. All right, what else you got? Um. Oh man, J Lo. She's got room for a new job because Shades of Blue is going to end after season three. Uh, you know what? I don't see that the story could go any further. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It seems like the right, as a fan of that show. Because you watch it. Yeah, I think it is going to come to its natural conclusion. That's I didn't perfect. see it being like a seven or eight season kind of a thing. That's, you know, that's a nice thing because I like when they, when we know that they're going to wrap it up and then Uh they wrap it up appropriately. Mm -hmm. I just don't like being left hanging. If I need to bring it up, I will again bring up the sad hole in my life that has been around since Men in Trees starring Anne Heche was canceled unceremoniously and we never had a conclusion. Ours is Dirty Dirty, Sexy sexy Money money. in Dallas. Oh, mine too. Dirty Sexy Money. And, um... Oh, what was the other one? Remember when those Sex in the City reboots? Lipstick Jungle. Yes, I I watched that too. I loved Lipstick Jungle. It was so cute and so sweet. And then it never went anywhere. Yeah. Anyway. I'm with you on that one. J-Lo, Shades of of Blue is done after season three. And um, it's going to premiere in the summer, the season three. Yeah. So there you go. You can look forward to that. Okay. What's going on with this Carrie Underwood situation? What? Which one? Tell well, us. Now Tell us. she's revealed half of her face after receiving more than 40 stitches in this accident. Okay, Lori saw her on TV last night and the, during the game or something. The hockey during the game. Um, Predators game? Yeah, yeah, and she said she looks fine. Yeah, I don't know. She posted a black and white photo of herself gazing intently inside a music studio on her social media account today. She's is, she been trying keeping, to, is she thirsty? She's been keeping selfies and photos of herself to a minimum. Um, since she fell on the steps of her house in November. Well, do you notice anything I still different? I wonder what happened. Well, I do you too. can't see anything. Oh. It's the other side of her face. It's the I, other side of her face. Well, she's been supporting him like crazy. Well, he retired from hockey. And then he unretired. And then he unretired after just like a couple of months. And the fall happened when he was at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What mm-hmm. are we saying? I don't know Nothing. Do you know if he's a good guy? I don't know. Well, your husband's Mr. Hockey. You don't yeah, know? He is Mr. Hockey, but I don't know him. I don't know this guy personally. All right, fine. I could ask around. Ask I mean, I, around. Could, I could fire off some text messages and see what I get back. But you we know. don't need it today. Mm-mm. Guys love to gossip more than That'll, girls do. Just I FYI. am finding that out in this. Oh, I, it's so true. It's so true. I think men always gossip, don't you? Yes, oh, they do. They yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Real Housewives of New York, season 10, premiering tonight on Bravo. Carol Radzewell caught a parasite from eating fish during the Real Housewives of New York cruise from hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, she cannot afford to lose any weight. Her, her cheeks so are already sunken in. I know. Some of us are thinking like a parasite might aid our next gene size that we're Listen, I always to. wanted to catch a tapeworm or something. Well, isn't you guys were just talking about Emily Blunt, who we love so much, and the yeah. best line in The Devil Wears Prada oh. is when Anne Hathaway's character says, oh my gosh, you look so thin. And she says, um, she says, I'm just one stomach flew away from my ideal weight. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Remember how sick she was? Oh, God, oh was gosh. So, uh, so Carol Radswell, things were terrible. Uh, she came home with a parasite and she said that they all ate something that didn't agree with them. They think it was some sort of fish. Everyone always blames the fish. And this happened in Colombia, so we'll get to see that this season. It's fair. It's right and fair to blame the fish, and that's why the British royals can't eat fish. That's right. They're not allowed to. No, no it isn't that they're allowed to. But if they're out and traveling and doing public things, you can't have sh- you can't have shellfish because the chance that is the. 
fish. Yeah. That is the thing you get most sick, that and rare steak. Yeah, boy. You know, my best friend is a veterinarian, and when she was going through vet school and le- learning about, like, you know, bacteria and all that right. stuff, it really ruined her on oysters. And she I don't was think just it- like, raw oysters, you're just asking for trouble. And I think oh. vets also don't eat sushi. They get nervous about all of it. Oh, yeah, interesting. Because You're probably right, Lori. Uh, there's a good reason not to eat sushi, people. I just had Take it a last look at night. It. Oh, I love it so much. It's so I good. I know. I just had it last night. Oh. I love oysters so much, too. They just, I love slurping down those Ugh. little Now, that's rocks. one that I could never do. Seriously? Mm-mm. Oh, they're so tasty. They Mm-mm. taste like the sea. They really do. They're so slimy. They remind me of a booger. It's like, oh, a booger in a dish and you slurp it, suck and swallow. That doesn't look good. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan, the comedian, calls them snot rocks. Yeah. They are. They look like it. Anyway, eat at your own risk. I like them. Uh, Channing Tatum spotted out and about yesterday. We told you Jenna and Dewan Tatum was at SoulCycle in the wake of the breakup. And uh, Channing was out and about with his daughter. Yeah, this is the good stuff. Why didn't you start with this? This is what we've been dying to talk to you about is Channing. (laughs) Okay, he was leaving Target. Uh, carrying Everly on his shoulders and then carrying a bag of treats from Target. I don't know, guys. Okay, here's the page six uh, shady story is that Jenna struggled with the pace of Chanum's career. Yeah, yeah. And she's that, you know. And, and then they fell out of love. And he never threw her any oh, wishbones to help her with a job. Lori's blaming it on him that he never got well, her better jobs. He's he's arguably, he's an A-list or megastar. He could get anything happening that she wanted. And but, nothing did. And I, my theory is that he wanted her to have another kid. And she maybe didn't want to. Maybe not. Maybe she's good with one. He will know. Maybe he's, his flirting is going to come out that he was doing more extreme flirting. Well, there's definitely going to be more than just this we're best friends Don't business. Don't you think? 100%. Yeah. Rudy, Giuliani, and Judith, they're divorcing too. So in case you were wondering. No, we weren't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thanks. All right, we got John with the traffic and we come back vintage scandal. This traffic sponsored by Crystal Farms Cheese. Uh, not bad. We do have one incident right now. It's a crash. Play oh, you did the musical. Play. Musical, I should say. So they came out with, um, here's a list of 10 things you probably don't know about Jesus Christ Superstar. So originally, um, it started out as a concept album. Andrew Lloyd Webber and his writing partner, lyricist Tim Rice, mm-hmm. couldn't get anyone to put it on the stage. Um, they had, um, they first, one of their first plays that they did was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in 1968. And so after that, they wanted to move on to a biblical figure, a different one, Jesus of Nazareth. And so they wanted to do a rock musical that would retell, um, from Judas perspective, the story of Christ's um, betrayal and execution. But they couldn't find anyone willing to produce the project on a stage. So they... they they were scandalized. Yeah. And they, they just said, yeah, a rock opera about Jesus Christ. This is Going not... from the perspective right. of Judas? Uh, yeah. This yeah. is Hell not... Hell no. This is we'll not going to work. And they were told it was the worst idea in history. Wow. So they transformed it into an 87-minute two-disc or two-album concept released in 1970. Mm-hmm. The setback was a blessing in disguise. They both argued about writing um, what the songs were going to be included on the onset. By doing a record first, it allowed them time. They had to shorten it up a lot versus Mm -hmm. doing a musical and a play. So it made it shorter. They cut things out. It made it more contemporary. It made it give it more rock. It had more energy. They and it identified with the younger audience. The all these things that Broadway wasn't expecting. You know that they would have got from a play. 
And um, they um, were really used to writing for theater, not for a record. So that was how that all worked. And um, when it finally hit the stage, it made its Broadway debut. It made its Broadway debut in 1971. Other things that happened. Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote the part of the titular song on a napkin. Um, I love that. Jesus Christ Superstar? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that the... Yeah. yeah. And what he did is he couldn't... He had the melody, you know, in his mind. Mm-hmm. And he kept forgetting it. But in 1969, he was walking down London's Fulham Road when the tune popped back in his head. He was passing a restaurant called Carlo's Place. He knew the owner a little bit. He went into the restaurant and said, can you give me a piece of paper? He was so frightened that he would lose the sound. And he didn't give him a piece of paper. He handed him a napkin. So he quickly wrote down the main theme of Jesus Christ Superstar and had it. Um, The melody of I Don't Know How to Love Him from that Mary Magdalene sings was from a song that they had written before called Kansas Morning. It was an ode to the Sunflower State. It was co-written by the two of them, Rice and Weber, and published in 1967. And the song went, I love Kansas, the Kansas Morning, Kansas Mist at My Window. Later, when they started composing Jesus Christ Superstar, they loved that ballad, and they they were, the reworked words. the words and the music and, and did it. Um Let's see. Yvonne Ellerman was cast as the original Mary Magdalene after Andrew Lloyd Webber saw her singing at a nightclub. They went, they're rounding up vocalists to do the album, and they went to the historic Pheasantry Club in Chelsea to see a jazz singer perform. They were thinking he would be a good fit for Pontius Pilate. Um, And they both said, nope, he's not right. But the warm-up act, a gorgeous 17-year-old Hawaiian gal named Yvonne Ellerman, accompanying herself on the guitar was extraordinary. Everything he wanted was in front of him. He called up... um, his buddy and blah, blah, blah. She was the only one that was sang on the original album and was also in the original. Broadway play oh, okay. when it when it debuted. It's a um, musical. Don't we just call it a musical? All right, fine. Yeah. Because then it was a movie, too. And she was in all three. Okay. Album, play, movie. Okay. In 19, let's see, in 1970, September, when the music came out, it hit number one on the Billboard's charts so quickly. American fans began staging unauthorized live performances of the music in churches and in theaters. You might have been part of that, Larry. Mm-hmm. So producer military Ro- bases. Yeah, <laughs> producer Robert Stigwood proposed putting an official Jesus Christ Superstar concert tour together, and they actually did that. They went on a tour, you know, yeah. like how uh, American Idol does a tour or something uh-huh. like that. Then they went to Broadway. It was panned by many, 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 many critics, they including New York Times' Clive Barnes. He wrote, I must confess to experiencing some disappointment. It's all rather resembled one, one when one first sees the Empire State Building. That's Not it? at all interesting, but somewhat unsurprising and minimal. Oh, wow. Uh huh. So, um, and Andrew Lloyd Webber himself didn't like it either. But it ran for 700 shows. Jeez. It offended religious groups. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know how much time I have left. I don't know. Did it have radio airplay, Donnie? Yeah, the, uh, the, the song, the actual Jesus Christ. Right. Superstar. Superstar. They released a version of that. The guy's name was Murray Head. 
and he put out a, a, that version of the song, and it was a big top 40 hit. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And were there radio stations, though, that refused to play it? Not Billy that I Graham, was aware of. Here's some of the people that, you know, came showed, out against yeah, it. Yeah, Billy Graham wasn't a fan. He, commu- he accused the music of bordering on blasphemy and sacrilege and said he objected to the fact that it leaves out the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If there's no resurrection, there's no Christianity. But he said if the production causes young people to search out their Bibles, this is great. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1971, the Vatican's radio station aired the concept album in its entirety. I'm shocked. Along with some remarks from Lloyd Webber, Rice, and various religious figures. And nothing like that had ever been broadcast on Vatican Radio until now, announced the papal. uh, And he said, but we feel this is a work of considerable importance. Pope Paul VI was treated to to a private advanced screening Uh of the 1973 movie version. And the guy who directed it was the same guy who directed Moonstruck. Oh, really? Yeah. Norman Jewson, I think. Jewson, yeah. Um, and, um, let's see, it prompted Richard O'Brien to start writing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Following a stint, this guy, uh, Richard O'Brien, he was on the touring cast of Hair. He joined the London production of Jesus Christ Superstar in 1972. He was contracted to play in the choir for three months and then take over the lead role of Herod. Um, he, but Herod... O'Brien's version of Herod that they were doing in the UK was an Elvis, a vain Elvis impersonator, and he just didn't like it. He wasn't impressed with it. So when push came to shove, they didn't like him either. And um, they gave him 300 quid and let me go. I went home and started writing Rocky Horror Picture Show on my guitar. I was so PO'd because they had the nerve to call Superstar a rock opera. There's some nice songs there, but rock it's not. So writing Rocky Horror was a pleasure because my love of real rock and roll drove the songs. Oh, and then I didn't know that. And then one production, um, you know, in 2012, Britain launched its, you know, we need to find the cast of Jesus Christ Superstar. And it was produced by Andrew Lloyd Webber. And of all the people that tried out for the show to vie for the role of Jesus in the end, um, native Ben Foster was the winner. He also appeared in t- on the tour alongside former Spice Girl Mel C, who was a judge on the I show, know and ben she played Foster Mary. Could sing? I didn't yeah. know that either. Ooh. So there you go. I wonder Ooh. if the success of that um, will bring that back on Broadway or whatever. I mean, I, I don't, don't know, know when it was last there. I think it was in two. 2012 is it when it was here. last. Yeah, it toured here and I saw it. Like it's always on tours. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ted Neely, is he considered the most famous? He was a, in, a, in studio with us, Lori. Do you remember? I feel like you might I have been. Wasn't, I wasn't here He that was day. in studio. And he, he played Danny He, he played Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I didn't remember him being. Yes, he was in studio. Oh, yeah. And then we yeah. went and saw. I saw it took oh. my boys and my dad to it. And it was a rainy, cold night. I remember oh, it. And it was okay. at the Orpheum. Yeah. Oh. And was yeah. it good? Was it enjoyable? It was fantastic. Yeah. It is a good show. Oh, it was, yeah. My kids reminded me of it at Easter. They're like, didn't we go see that with Grandpa? And I'm like, yeah, we did. We good did. Job, anyway, Julia. they added, what happened is during the live production on Sunday night, they had a song in there by Mary Magdalene that I didn't recognize. And so I'm like, where did that song come from? It wasn't in the original um, album? album. They added that for the Broadway show. Okay. So... Hmm. There you go. Is okay. Yvonne Elliman the one who's saying, if I can't have you? 
Yes, from I Saturday don't want Night nobody, Fever. Nobody, baby. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's such a good song. Yeah. That is a good voice. song. I hope she got out of her charges in Guam. <laughs> yeah. What was she charged for? Uh, marijuana? A little pod, little pod, leaving Guam, going back to Hawaii. We got to go yeah. home and take care of the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what they said. They let him go because they recognized her. Oh, I'm so I'm glad. Yvonne. Do you know who I am? I'm Yvonne Elliman. No, who are you? Then she started singing. I don't know how to move. <laughs> All right, listen, we come back. We got our favorite headlines. Ah, Donnie, thanks for playing. That's a little... Uh... I still like that song. Oh, yeah, Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever, yep. Okay. All right. Favorite headline today. I know this happened on Monday night, but Jenna Fisher wearing a towel on Kimmer, on Kimmel after hysterical. her zipper broke. Absolutely. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hysterical. Just, I still have it taped. I was watching it. It could have been a plot there. line on The Office. That, that good. whole everything, you know, Jenna, Pam, Fava. She's talking about this new... A series called Splitting Up Together with Oliver Hudson that's produced by Ellen DeGeneres. And they really, really want people to watch this show. Well, I taped it. I'm going to try it. Yeah. And Kimmel asked her, have you met the fabulous Goldie Hawn, Oliver Hudson's mom? And she said, no, I haven't. And I want to because Overboard is one of my favorite movies (laughs) ever. (laughs) And she even recited one of her favorite lines from the movie. So Really? Yeah. And she literally wore... A, a towel. She did. It was hysterical. Yeah, I loved her for it. Yeah, I, I think too. that's so great. All right. What are the headlines we got? Daddy? Channing Tatum and Jenna fell out of love. It was a tough realization to come to. It really is. I mean, it's just so sad with all those good feelings. Why couldn't they just weather the storm? I know. Mm. But sources want us to know they really did try. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Leighton Meester went platinum blonde and looks much different now. Okay, we haven't seen or heard from her forever. Forever. Who did she marry again? She's not married. She's oh, she had was... some wonderful high-profile yes. romances, Julia. She was dating the guy from Gossip Girl yes. after he dated, um, married Ryan Reynolds, whatever her name was. Blake Lively? Yeah. Oh, gosh. She's, all right. We haven't... She looks completely different. I don't... We haven't. T- yeah, I don't know that I am crazy about it. Oh, I know why. Well, she was. She's trying to have a Jane Mansfield platinum. So well, I don't good, know. Good maybe luck to you. That is a headline a that is hard to deal with. Yeah, you can't <laughs> see it and you don't know anything <laughs> about it. But we, okay. I worked it as hard as I could. She's Next. more striking as a brunette, Julia. Yes, I'm okay. Put it that way. All, All right. right. Hilaria Baldwin says Alec is old school. Expects the mom to take care of the kids. And she, he just reads him a good night story. She, she's shading her own husband. She totally is shading, she's shading her, husband. her own husband. I don't know that that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's working for their marriage. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He looks like the look on his face, like he can't even remember how many kids they have. They keep He's having so shell shocked <laughs> to be keep... having his fourth kid at the age of 60. Yeah. Really, his fifth. He's only 60? Yeah. It's only? fifth kid, and like, oh, that's a. 
No, oh, he's, yeah, he's, got four, he's got an older yeah, daughter. That's a lot older, of kids yeah. at that age. Yeah. I know I'd have a shell shock. I'm telling you, kids take energy. Thank you, Julia. There, there Thank you, Captain head. Obvious. You're no problem. That was easy. That was <laughs> for you. free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dr. Spock. Uh, Busy Phillips left her daughter's stuffed animals at a hotel and freaked out. She did. Well, it was her kid's favorite stuffed teddy bear, and she, she did an Instagram she does post. Some, she likes to share a lot, but she I, I kind of get a kick out of her. She's but real. Amanda. She's very real. Mm-hmm. And she only shares her mistakes. Yeah. You know, it does. she doesn't. Cut well, down she, other she, yeah, no, she does. But she shares her kids' kids stuff, too. Did anyone watch the Tracy Morgan thing last night? No. What Men Want? No, and I mean that other... No, all right, fine. You yeah, don't even some, know the name of it. No, some I, sitcom, isn't it? I taped it. Yeah. Because oh, okay. I want to give him support, because he was so funny back in the day. Okay. I'm sure it means uh, a lot to him. <laughs> we'll let him know. Julie, yeah. Would you, you please? You uh-huh. DVR'd his, his show. Uh, Chris Pine is dating Annabelle Wallace. He wooed her away from her friend <sighs> i don't think it would take much it really if you wanted right. to date me um <laughs> go I'm right sorry. ahead and who is annabelle wallace is the bigger question yeah, who is she she's an actress best known to you and i julia is that one girlfriend that chris martin had between yes gwyneth yes after the breakup with gwyneth and before he dated jennifer lawrence yes oh. she kind of he one? dated this blonde no she's a blonde oh okay. She's a blonde, and um, I don't know what we've seen her in. Um, She's not related to Wallace Simpson? No. <laughs> okay. No. Just kidding. No. Thank you for laughing. Anyway, <laughs> but hot Chris Pine trying to woo you away from your current boyfriend. Uh, I, I wouldn't take a lot. No, I wouldn't put up one. Just his like, eyes, and then he could sing to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause he, oh, he is one looker. So I guess he's not secretly dating Mindy Kaling, which is sort of what I was hoping for. Oh, okay. Chris Pine and Mindy Kaling? Kaling, How really? did you, what have they even I been in together? Where nothing. is that even coming from? I just was hoping maybe baby Catherine Kaling was Catherine Kaling Pine. Oh, so, oh no, good Lord. That is such a stretch. Julia, it is not a stretch if you know your gossip dirt. Annabelle Wallace was in a couple of really successful movies. <laughs> the Mummy. Yeah. And King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Right. She's, Other than that, I got nothing for you. Yeah, she, no, she's just... She's just a girl. She's just a girl looking oh, for a break. She was in the Tudors. She played Jane Seymour? Yeah. She's pretty. Okay. Okay. Right. She's a pretty blonde. Amal Clooney has reportedly done a Vogue editorial at her English country estate. And Annie Libowitz did it. And if you remember, Annie Libowitz was invited to do the Amal Clooney Oscar de la Renta wedding dress Thing. Well, it was in People have, Magazine. If you're going to have someone take your photos, why wouldn't you have it? Yeah. Annie Leibovitz. Yeah, but I mean, George and the little kids were the little dumplings. They will not be in the photo shoot. And is it cool that we haven't seen little Sasha and Ella? Just to remind you of their names. They're not even a year old. Maybe we'll see something when they turn a year. I don't private. think so. No, no, they're very private about. Their that. neighbors at this country estate, this outside of London, mm-hmm. uh, Prime Minister Theresa May. And Led Zepp guitarist Jimmy Page. Oh, lovely. Mm. Remember, it's kind of an island, and they really disrupted a lot of people's life when they had all the construction going on at their countrywide estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn mm-hmm. That's uh, interesting. Uh, Prince Harry was ready to settle down and get married before he met Meghan Markle. Well, he'd been well, talking he, about it yes. for a couple of years, and he's 36. He was probably he, he was ready 36? to meet somebody. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was ready to meet somebody. I don't know. He's 34, I think. 
He's I think he wanted kids, you know, his brother was settled and so happy and maybe get envious. Okay. Yeah, I mean, how many hot blondes can you date before you get tired of it? <laughs> Just as, I keep asking, I keep asking you that, Julia, I, and so far it's an unlimited amount. <laughs> and it doesn't even matter if you have hair. This is what I'm finding out. <laughs> You can be bald. You can have no hair. You Honest can have curly God, hair, brown right. hair, red I'm hair. I'm going to hit you. Shaved hair. I'm doing yeah. the smelling salts right the now. The only oh, thing what, you can away? have with you, I know, you draw the line at a good comb over. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, That's guys? No, at a toupee. I would not date a man with a toupee. That is where I would draw the line. I've yeah. been there, done that with my daddy yeah. You didn't I, date your dad. No, but it, it stressed me out so bad about the wind and the yeah. rain and the snow and the sleet. Well, and they're, the much, they're much uh, tighter now. No, I know. They weave them in. I mean, back in the day, it was just two-sided tape. Yeah. And was that tricky to work yeah, with? Yeah, look at Burt Reynolds when he was making the round for the last movie star. Mm-hmm. That was that was a quaff that you couldn't tell you could ride to Baghdad on. Did your dad have one of those foam heads? Of course of we course. did. Of course, course the, we did. And he okay. would comb it. Yeah. And <laughs> listen. Let that kids comb it if they were good. <laughs> listen, no. And, and he had mini shaving kits with a fake shaver that we'd all put the powder, the yeah. stuff on with a brush. And No, it was, a, it was an all play. Yeah. His hair was an all play. All and right. it stressed me out. And then he would, when it got gray in the wave, when he got the perm, the perm, it was genuine horse's hair yeah. that he went somewhere out by Buffalo, Minnesota oh to only the good people. Oh, my Lord. Only the good people. Oh, my God. And I'm like, how are you going to yeah, lose your done. hair, Dad? Yeah. Okay. I, that's all we got. I, there's no time for anything well, else. There isn't a right All right. No, well, I think really people isn't. should remember that we're giving away an Amazon Echo Spot every weekday during the month of April. April. And it's a great app we want you to take us with you whenever you can and we also have vintage scandal that you can listen to whenever you want and our book 